Hi everybody, how are you this morning, this afternoon, this evening, the middle of the night, early morning? Okay, so I am going to finish my series, The History of Mankind and How Language Came to Be. So I have an excerpt here, an excerpt, let me see, and I heard this um, right as I was on the cusp of, um, I guess my family would call me a devil worshiper. (laughs) So anyways, I was starting to get more in depth in my uh, studies in language. Uh, Hold on, I'm pulling it up for you. Oh no, that's my element. Okay. A long time ago, this is a true story. Words were magic. Names were sacred mysteries. And language was power. (sighs) What? I mean, that's my motto. That's how I aim to live. That's how I, I want to live. That's how I try to live that's how I never give up on wanting to be that you know I mean because that is so powerful powerful I said powerful (laughs) but seriously that is so powerful to um you know even go there because what that means is and there's two different parts that I know because you know this is how far I've gotten my study in history and the um, art of language the, did you know that the name, my grandma was Indian, so she told me the story. Did you know that the Indians used to actually, before there were words, <clears throat> did you ever wonder, okay, let's just say, why you always hear a lot of Indian songs and why there's so many dances and, you know, do you know why that we didn't even know the half of it? Do you know why they sang so much? Because before there were words with the Indians, there was only music. How bad, you know, what is that? You know, dude, that's why they sing for everything that they did. Like I said, we don't know the half of it because we weren't there, but they sing a lot more than that when they weren't, you know, doing a ritual. That's all they knew was music. You know why? Because they were totally in tune with nature, Mother Earth. So anyways, um, the Indians, so wouldn't that be kind of cool if like you had a grandma and that's why they were so peaceful. If you had a grandma and you said, well, when you started growing up, your grandma sang to you all the time. Your best friends come over. They sang to you to ask you to go play. You know, your dad, your father comes in and asks you to go do some crappy tour and he sings it to you. It didn't happen just on the ritual circles that the Indians had their powwows and things like that. This was actually how they spoke to one another. And that is so awesome and beautiful. So, okay, say like my mom, you know, she's coming home. She walks in the door and she would sing, hello, I love you today. I appreciate you now. And then I would respond saying, hello, my mother, I am doing fine. I appreciate you now. So anyways, it would be like that kind of thing. Then your brother or sister would walk in and say, do you know where my stuff is? Okay, it was just, but they had it in their language. <laughs> I'm sure it didn't sound like that, okay? 
but you see what I'm saying? You catch my drift. Isn't that just totally bitching? So that's what was going on in, in uh, the Northwest here with our Indians. Now over in uh, Francia, that is actually France as we know it now, but in the old, the very beginning of time, France was called Francia. <clears throat> so in Europe, in that part of the world, um, that saying that I just read you, that once a long time ago, words were magic and names were sacred mysteries. Don't you guys ever trip out? I know I do. Don't you guys ever trip out? Like, how come they just couldn't name their kid John or Steve or Frank? You know, with uh, Ragnar Lothbrook, you know, the, the Nordsman, you know, on, in Europe area, the Vikings, you know, or it's something like Siggy, but my nickname's Sissy, so I can't really go there. <laughs> okay, let's think of another one. Um, Helga, or that's a pretty name, Olga, but they had other ones. Um, I can't remember, but um, Broomhilda, <laughs> you know, but the guys' names were just like tongue twisters, you know, like Thor and uh, Loki and Floki, and uh, they just had really super unique names. And the reason why is because before those guys could even speak any words, uh, their names were their like their, you know, their masculinity. It was their name tag. It was about their culture. It was about their family history, their lineage. It was about uh, you could tell what you know just exactly by their home, their name, what you know um, tribe that they came from, you know, um, or uh, they could tell uh, if they were from a farmer's part of the country or if they were warriors. Um, it was just really super cool. Uh, so yeah. And so anyways, since people didn't know how to speak in that part of Europe, what they did was, or what happened was a woman actually started to make up words for herself because she was tired of living like a cave woman, like me, you man, you woman. She was, you know, she wanted more, um, she was more intelligent, you know, amongst um, the other women in her village. So she, instead of pointing to stuff and it was too frustrating, she had a brain and she's just thinking, I'm going to put a name to that. So I don't got to go way over there and just go, mm, eh, eh, you know, none of that. Um, so a woman actually started to say, you know, like, um, oops, stop. And, you know, uh, bless you and um, cheese in the sky and I mean that knowledge just comes to a human I mean you know that this that we are not dumb human beings so you know that there's going to be a super duper cool one a smart one that changes things for the whole of society and these are called the inventors of today and these are called the innovators and these are called the entrepreneurs you know so we've got a little bit of Mr. Gates Mr. Jobs and Mr. Trump you know, we have a little bit of all that um, in, you know, the powers that be. Then you also have the different dynamics that add to that uh, when it comes to imagination and um, being original and inventive. So this, you know, we're going to get people like that in society. And when we do, they're game changers like um, Alexander Graham Bell. You know, he was a game changer, you know, um, uh, the Colonel from Kentucky Fried Chicken, uh, Walt Disney. Um, let me see. Um, 
Christopher Columbus. These people actually changed totally. Oh, Mr. Bill Gates. These people completely changed the way we live. I mean, a whole, whole civilization after civilization, and so forth. Right? That's how powerful these people are, and we we appreciate them and we need them. So. There was a woman on the earth one day when history was brand new, and she just decided to start calling stuff. And she had the intuition to know what to call the sky and what to worship and what was poisonous. So the other like moms got together with her, and they're they're like, "Hey, you know what? I I kind of like the way you work. You're not beating yourself upon the chest, or you're not pointing or throwing rocks at stuff. You know, you're you're doing something that's cool." So. Th- The uh, smart, the lady who started language said, "Well, I can teach you." <clears throat> some stayed, some fell away, but since there was a, less of a, a request to actually learn intelligence from throughout the whole community, she was shunned as an outcast. And the people she was teaching was uh, they were outcasts too because they were under her what they said was a spell. So it was, it was really strange, bizarre behavior for. Civilization in that part of the world to actually see somebody almost like magic to them—they could just go up to something and they knew what they wanted, picked it up and used it, and didn't have to show any forms of major communication, stop signs, bells or whistles, or beatings on the rocks. It was just like so cool to civilization over in Europe, you know, that it just—they were aghast, their minds were blown away, they were shell shocked, you know, so. Uh, this lady, the the smart one in that civilization at that time, actually, she's you know was tired of also seeing all the the um, the um, infants' death rate was just extremely excruciatingly high. So if you didn't get killed or raped or beat up or stoned by somebody in your clan, then for sure birth was going to take your life, and then um, you'd be lucky if the baby lived back in those days. So. Um, it was a pretty scary time. However, she looked at the the high rate of deaths and of births in the infant world, and and she wanted to do something about that. So, knowing that she wasn't going to get any help from the outsiders or her society or her village or her clan or any of her people, she decided to take matters in her own hands again, because she's a, you know, she's a leader. She. She invents things for the the greater society, and she's actually changing、uh, human civilization as they know it, but they don't know it. So she goes on to try different herbs from the land, and spices, and remedies, and boil them, and put them in the, in the snow at winter time. What berries and what herbages, you know, there for the taking whilst it's in the middle of winter. So. She became somewhat of a plant doctor, and then she took these herbs, and she would <clears throat> test them out on herself or her. She would ask her friends, "I just made up this new th-、um, remedy, and it's.、Uh, I think that it could cause, you know, that baby to stop with the hiccups or stop crying so much because I think I know what's going on in the baby, and I've. I just want to know: Can I try this on your baby? I'll take full responsibility. But see, back then they didn't have doctors; they didn't know what doctors' appointments were. They didn't even, you know, they didn't have hospitals or the first aid、um, setups. They didn't have nothing like that. So this was all new. That somebody said that they wanted to try something, you know, on the on their infant that was colicky or upset stomach. Same thing. 
So, you know, the women in the village, they, they wanted the death rate to stop too. So that's when they started letting this lady, since she invented some kind of a magic, that's why people looked at the, as her, at that lady, um, as magic, because she had invented a secret language, but she was in the, out in the open with it. And, um, everybody was just perplexed at it. And most of them were just too embarrassed to say, what are you doing? Or they were jealous. You know, that's a big thing for society to actually start speaking. I mean, could you imagine having all these grown people around you your whole life and they're just beating on their chest. They're, they're throwing rocks and they're grunting and stomping and screaming and they're wrecking their face like, you know, it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it was like. So anyways, um, these ladies in their villages started to, started to let this lady you know, kind of because she was starting to save a lot of lives of children and infants. And because of her remedy, she would try something out. If it didn't work, she'd move on to the next or she'd wait for the next season to harvest that leaf or berry. So um, it's pretty interesting. So she now was labeled because in that part of Europe where the Vikings were, they didn't have men doctors per se their men doctors were like the equivalent of healers they were called healers but they weren't like um the doctor carrying bag with the medicine and remedy tote they were like more of a spiritual um seducer with the underworld and they were more they were really super spiritually intuitive and inclined and they were just really dedicated to the spirit world and so they would give um lots of, um, predictions, you know, um, prospective kings would come to him and warriors and ask, what's my future? And so in that notion, that's the type of healers that they had only in society back in the beginning days of history, but they didn't have, have a lot. Um, if you had one healer within a tribe, then you were sitting pretty. So, I mean, they, they had to be really, really, really super good at their job. You know, I mean, shoot. I mean, you're like the president of the United States. When you think about it, people come to you for, you know, for strength in the future. So, uh, when, uh, when they had the female, um, actually saving children's lives, she was the very first known, like, um, it was a real doctor. Um, it was, because she was actually making the medicines to heal and cure uh, babies. Now it went on to the adults. And um, so she was, you know, like really super important and sacred in each village. If you had a doctor that, you know, in any village, and back then there was no such thing as men doctors. So if you had uh, any like, a, you know, a doctor, like a female that was within 50, 75, even 100 miles, then you were sitting pretty, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it was pretty intense and really super cool. Um, and, uh, I will continue this saga in just a second. So with that said, I am going to end this podcast on this subject in my series for now and I will get back to the rest of the story. <laughs>